Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're having a lovely day. Welcome to another episode of Truth News with Salty Vixen. Today is July 3rd, and tomorrow is Independence Day in America. So I'm excited to let the fireworks spark in the air. Okay, that sounds silly. But yes, I love 4th of July. Fun fact about the American um, Independence Day, and it's a mere fact that... Um, you know, after our Independence Day in 1776, did you know it wasn't really celebrated? No, I looked at all newspaper clippings from the 1700s when, because, well, I'm a history nerd, so I'm going to look back. And, uh, you know, especially those that lived in kind of mountainous range, I would say in, in Kentucky and what would become Tennessee in the west part of Virginia, they were just happy to survive. I think celebrations did happen on the coast, you know, the New England, you know, and the Virginia coast, but as far as fireworks and fireworks were around for a very long time because the Chinese invented the uh, fireworks I believe um, so you know it wasn't like it was anything new we've had them but the idea of Independence Day celebration became more of later on in um, our American history just fun fact anyways the song of choice is Lady Gaga called The Fame I love this song I remember when I would travel to England for polo events or going to charity events and I'd be in the taxi and had my headphones on and I would listen to The Fame and also Paparazzi because it kind of got me in the mode because I would be writing. I had my notebook with me and I'd be, you know, driving down the road and, and seeing the beautiful old buildings and saying the hotel. I always say that. I mean, they knew me by name at this point because, you know, it was a, I guess I came there about twice a year at the time. This is before the pandemic and before my divorce. And so... You know, and I actually got an upgrade the last time I was there. It was quite lovely and uh, some bubbly, you know, uh, some champagne for my birthday and a free candle. And I still have a little candle. I've never used it. Um, you know, when you go to charity events and you, you pay all this money, people don't realize that charity events cost a lot of money. And, um, you know, so you get all these gift bags. I have one where I got this really cute T-shirt, which has become a jammy top. And I got something from Harrods, which is loose tea. I've never opened it. Um, yeah, I got lots of cool stuff over the years. All right. So let's talk about today's truth news with Salty Vixen. So we know that Prince Harry, Meghan Markle cannot stop being in the papers because they are talked about so much on social media and now the media is grabbing it. And now I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to be the podcaster who talks about it. Previous podcasts, I spoke about a YouTuber who decided to sue, allegedly sue uh, Harry and Meghan over the Netflix drama series uh, about Harry and Meghan talking uh, about them and uh, using a small clip of YouTuber and also stating in the uh, Netflix, as I remember watching this, that only a handful of social media accounts show how much they can't stand ha- Meghan and Harry. And the truth is, Meghan and Harry's fame is getting less and less, to be frank. It's actually getting a negative mark for fame uh, because of their do-little type of work. Or as someone said from Spotify, they're fucking grifters. And honestly, I would have to agree. And I'm someone who knew Harry personally in 2004 when I was a non-playing member of several polo clubs. And also because I helped support one of his charities. So I got to go to the opening of the Mamahato Center in, in uh, Lesotho, South Africa. And, you know, and I say this all the time. Harry is just there. Yes, he's making a documentary, and I think that's great, and I read he might do that, go to Africa, and he should. I mean, that's his calling. I'm not going to disagree with that. In fact, 
anyone that whether you are for Harry or not for Harry will agree this is Harry's true calling. He's good at making documentaries and good at bringing awareness. And that's what it should be. He's not a celebrity. He's not a Hollywood celebrity. He's a celebrity by birth. He's royalty that the media made him famous. And you think, well, that's what celebrities do. No, that's not true. Celebrities want to become famous. Royalty, for the most part, do not. There's a difference. And um, so, yeah, I think that'd be great. But remember, the patron, it's the office who does most of the legwork, who makes the charity. The patrons make the charity happen. Without the patrons and the office staff, the charities would cease to exist. And I'm going to be frank, you know, so I always will talk highly about Harry's charities, but Harry's personality, I'm just going to say, I mean, he's made it publicly that he's an angry person. And, you know, those who've met him over the years see that he's just, he doesn't resonate with people like his brother or sister-in-law or his father or Camilla and et cetera, et cetera. Even the queen resonated with people. And I, and I did not meet the queen, but my grandmother did. Uh, but I, yeah, I met Charles over the years because of charity and polo and I knew William, I knew Kate. So, you know, and, and there's something else I want to comment that on Twitter, on my business page, somebody said on there, oh, if you read Harry's book, Spare, you'd understand the woes he went through with his brother. And someone came to my defense stating their siblings are going to argue, they're going to fight. That's what siblings do. And that's an accurate statement. Um, you know, Harry's whining basket case it was a classic basket day, uh, classic Green Day song called Basket Case. And the line I always talk about, do you have the time to listen to me whine? But at the same time, the book was self-help for many of us. And I talked about that in the, the Phoenix Rising article on saltyvixenstories.com that uh, that book did help me to realize why the hell am I dwelling on the past and the anger? Well, this is something else I talk about as a uh, writer. I write erotica, I write history, I have a cookbook coming out, which I'm super excited for. And, uh, you know, something that writers will say, you piss us off, you will be a fictional character in our storyline. So remember that. You're, you know, you, you're loosely based off of things. You know, Harry Potter, for example, do you know every single one of those characters more than likely had to do with someone that the author had known in the past? or based off of fictional characters or whatever. But you could see, you know, and I'm sure, I don't know if she's ever allegedly, you know, said those things, facts, but it's true. Every single character and every single piece of written books, even Shakespearean stories, are based off of someone they know or politically made fun of in the papers. It's just how it is. And so their, their uh, personalities are always going to be remembered. And so just remember that. Don't piss the writers off. All right, and that's what Harry and Meghan are very good at, apparently. So I'm reading a New York Post and states, Harry and Meghan blame bad luck for Spotify and Netflix failures, according to sources. Whenever they say sources, it's the people don't want to be known. They say, according to anonymous source, it, you know, a lot of times it's just people that they know personally. I don't think Harry and Meghan let the papers know, but someone that they, they sort of gave the green light to say something. More likely Megan, not so much Harry. I'm just going to be honest, because Harry doesn't really... And I, I know that from 2004, and I know for a fact, because the inner circle I spoke with, they, and I hate to use the inner circle, and by the way, as stated, even though I'm telling you things, I will never publicly identify any of the inner circle because I respect their privacy. They don't want to be in the papers. They don't want to be known. They're tired of this bullshit that's going on. Like They just want the brothers to reconcile, and they just want to be left alone. So always respect that, okay, my lovelies? 
But yeah, so, uh, but I know for a fact that back in the day, even though internet was quite new in the early 2000s, they generally didn't read about their stuff because they, they're busy. Simple. And so they have their staff telling them, well, should I tell this person, this member of the royal family or not about what the thing's going on? And uh, before I continue with this, I know people have contacted me and stated, oh, salty about Sarah Ferguson. Yes, uh, those who realize Sarah Ferguson had surgery recently for breast cancer. And um, I'm just going, I've been praying for her to, in her, for her health. And I pray, like all of us are praying that she just recovers and uh, gets a lot better. And we cannot wait to hear on her Tea Talks uh, podcast. She's such a lovely person. I met her once and just lovely thing to say about her. And I, if you listen to one of my podcasts that talk about Sarah Ferguson, she asked, I asked her how where the loo was at uh, Guards Polo Club at Cartier International in, in uh, 25 July 2004. And you think, well, Salty, why are you asking? It's a big place. A lot of people, a lot of drunk people were there um, getting uh, getting on with their bubblies, you know, champagnes and pims. And uh, yes, I normally look for the loo that was like, a, you know, uh, green or bluish, you know, typical... Um, Porta potty. So I didn't know if it was in a clubhouse. I had no idea which the clubhouse Lou was off limits that day. And so she gave me the directions to the porta potty, which was like a luxury place. I mean, it, I've never seen something so lovely for a porta potty. So uh, yeah, guards will put their stops out. It was very nice. And so the and I wanted to say one thing: majority of the royal family are such lovely people, and um, they're they have such a good heart. And I think Harry, he does have a good heart, but I think it's just hard for him to express himself. And so he meets Megan and she, I don't know, I, I do think she does ma- manipulate him, allegedly, we'll say allegedly, but I think also part of it is Harry's trying to find his own voice. And they're reading uh, reports that, oh, they're going to get divorced. The thing is, I don't think they're going to get divorced. I think that because they got kids, he's whole with his children and his wife. And it will take him a long time to realize maybe the marriage is working. And it could be. It might be working for them. We see outside in it's toxic, but they don't see it. Because in Hollywood, yes, they've been married for a lifetime at this point. So, you know, whether we like the fact that Harry, what Harry and Meghan are doing or not, let's always wish them well in their marriage, okay? And I, I speak about it. I don't wish ill upon things. I hope they work things out. All right. So let's go back to the New York Post. I love what they talk in the beginning. They're not lazy. They're just unlucky. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are blaming the coronavirus pandemic, the illness of late Prince Philip, and the death of the beautiful, magical, majestic, very intelligent and gracious queen, Elizabeth II. May she rest in peace. And by the way, um, I do think she was magical because I think it's, I don't know, there's beautiful things to say about this woman. And she did so much, a, a long reigning monarch saw so much. And the stress that Meghan and Harry have caused her was not okay. And we all think that the stress contributed to Queen Elizabeth's health. Because um, she loved Harry. Harry was like, you know, well, she loved all her grandchildren. She loved everybody. But she's going to set it straight. That's what gener- older generation did. You know, they're going to tell you straight up, you fucked up. We're going to tell you and you need to correct it. Be a person be a man, be a woman or whatever. But that's what the older generation did. Today's generation is like, oh, I'm so sorry you messed up. Well, let's try to fix it. Oh, yes, I'm going to coddle you. And so that's the difference. Anyways, I think it's despicable that they're blaming the world. But anyways, they're blaming everything but themselves for the failure of their 20 million deal with Spotify. 
and their back and forth $100 million Netflix partnership. The word is that they think they've been really unlucky and insider told Daily Mail. The Royals who swore off public duties in January 2020 have been privately moaning at the launch of Meghan's Archetype's podcast last year was overshadowed by the death of the Queen Elizabeth II, who, you know, is Harry's grandmother, back in September. They say the impact of their blockbuster March 2021 interview with Oprah Winfrey, in which they accused the royal family of racism, was dampened by public sympathy for the Duke of Edinburgh, who was in failing health and died weeks later. Oh my gosh, can you seriously say the word narcissist? Anyways, and the COVID-19 pandemic torpedoed their plans to establish themselves as a money-spinning global influencers, and the two have complained to their sources. Moaning. Moan, moan, moan. That's all we can say. And uh, Harry's bombshell, as you know, the memoir Spare, Dish Dirt, and the Royal Family is here, which was really, it wasn't really dirt, it was just whining. Like I said in, in my uh, recent S-Spot with Salty Vixen podcast, I said, this book was, a, it was, in my opinion, should not have been uh, published publicly, should have been with the people involved. But at the same time, it's a great self-help book for all of us to say, well, why am I dwelling on this shit? I mean, look at what Harry's doing. It's ridiculous. So in a way, Harry has spread awareness to say, stop moaning about torture and, you know, putting cream down there. I'm sorry, but why would you even publicly say that? And he publicly outed the woman he lost his virginity to behind a pub in England, which I've been to that pub, and I knew that story. You know, and I was there in 2004, so, I mean, this, people were talking about it even then. Like, Harry did not realize that people talked about his craziness, or not crazy, I shouldn't say that, but things he's done, you know, that no one could understand behind his back. Anyways, the Duke and Duchess' claim of misfortune comes just weeks after the top Spotify executive slammed him as lazy when the podcasting giant called off the pricey production deal. Bill Simmons, a sports uh, podcaster who was one of Spotify's most senior executives, called a couple of fucking grifters this month after they delivered just only 13 hours of programming in two and a half years. 12 episodes of Marco's Archetype podcast and the one-off holiday special. And this is something that we have to all agree on. And, you know, would you call them lazy and grifters? Yes. I would also call them narcissists to the highest degree. And you know that people with strong narcissistic tendencies and other dark personalities traits tend to blame others for their own bad behavior. And if they are lying, then they will accuse others of lying. If they are cruel, they will say the others are cruel. And that's what was going on here. You see, I said earlier, maybe it's my uh, S-Bot with Salty Vixen podcast, I said today, uh, but the main problem is Harry was brought up in royalty. He was a celebrity because of who he is, where he came from. Meghan Marco became a celebrity in her own right, a brand, just like Salty Vixen is a brand. Um, Kenneth Owens is a brand. Daily Wire is a brand. Daily Mail is a brand. Um, Cardi B is a brand and so forth. Lady Gaga is a brand name. Taylor Swift is a brand. So when you are running your own company and you have your pen name or or not, um, you know, you have to make yourself happen. It's a lot of work to get there. And it's a lot of men or women hours. 
you know, it doesn't come overnight like Dylan Mulvaney, who became an influencer because Dylan mocked women. And everyone on there were like, oh, my God, you're becoming a woman. You're transgendering. And then now he's like, oh, shoot, I'm making money off of this. I'll transgender. And Dylan has done that. Uh, but, we, you know, the same people out there wondering, is Dylan doing this for show? And when this uh, influencer trend ends, will Dylan still be a woman or will Dylan go back to being a dude? And that's a question people wonder. And I'm not trying to mock Dylan. I'm just saying I wish Dylan well. I think Dylan's doing a marvelous job with using Dylan Mulvaney as a brand name because Dylan was very smart, took the TikTok and made it something to happen, made her a brand name. Salty Vixen was a brand name, took a negative and turned it to positive. And here I am running three podcasts, a website. I write love erotica twice a day, uh, story, short stories. I promote it depending on what your kink is, you know, obviously I have it up to a point because I want something for everyone. That's what the branding started as. And so, and I continue to grow and it's my brand, my thing. And so that's the problem with Harry is I don't think he realized that once he left the Hollywood, oh, sorry, the Royal world and now marries Megan and now Megan's in the Hollywood world. She thought, well, because I married Harry, I'm going to be famous. I just use the name brands will come to me, we'll make the money, we are set for life. And Harry probably thought that. Well, Megan did not realize that you have to put a lot of work. And I'm sure the producers were telling Megan, hey, you know, you just did 12 episodes. Yes, the queen passed away, may she rest in peace. But take a little holiday. However, you need to do another season. You got paid a heck of a lot of money. And I, I, I mean, I, I honestly think there was no way that the producers never said these things. I, they had to have. And Megan said, oh, no, no, we're good. We're set. And I think that's what happened. They kept pushing the deadlines. They kept saying, Megan, you know, we got to do something. We're getting these emails. And so now you got on Twitter, the social media going, oh, my gosh, it was number one on Spotify. And I responded, it was number one because of marketing. You're going to pay that enough money. You're going to market. It's going to be on the media. It's going to be this. If media did not market them, they would not be as popular. See, you have to put the elbow grease, regardless if you're famous or not. And it's patience and takes time. And I'm sure Harry's missing England. I'm sure he's missing the polo world. I mean, look, I miss being in polo. I miss the countryside. You know, one of the polo clubs I highly love and recommend is Beaufort. And that was Prince Harry and Williams, even Charles' second home. And when I've been there, I was a non-playing member at one of those clubs, including Beaufort. And I always will say Beaufort was like a second home to me. Whenever I visit the UK, I was polo season, I always made sure to go back. And uh, because I, my stress would be gone. I just felt like it was a uh, second home. And I think Harry is itching on that. I think he does miss simplicity. And it's something that someone said, uh, that Wayne would say, that, uh, you know, that phrase, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, that's what was with both for polo club. Like, they never treated, and nobody treated William and Harry like the royals. They treat them like as normal persons. And yet they did not gossip what goes on inside the polar world. In fact, the media generally did not come unless they were invited. But sometimes one would sneak in there. And, uh, you know, even I hung out with the Wills and Kate when they were first dating. I've talked about it now many years later. But at the time, I never said anything because what's the point? Oh, my gosh, they're famous. I looked at them as they're people, you know, they're human beings. I don't, it's, royalty doesn't mean much to me anymore. We all got royal blood in us to some degree. So just remember that. 
But I'm sure Harry's itching to go home. But he, 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 because of the toxic environment that Meghan and Harry have created, they'll always be welcome at their house. So people will be apprehensive, especially spilling the beans. And they have, I think they still have their contract with the, is it Penguin House? I think, I don't remember. They have to, they have to fulfill their contract. But now this Netflix, uh, Spotify has become public. What about the, uh, the deal with their, their books? I'm sure they're wondering, oh my gosh, all the money we gave them. Are they going to fulfill their deal? And now you got the teetering of Netflix, teeter-totter, you know, like the game. If they are going to fulfill that, they pitch ideas that are not really original. And so it's, it's you, again, you want to be producers, you want to do stuff, but you got to put the work into it. And then I read, allegedly, many of the people they hired don't stay with them for long because of their wishy-washy behavior. And so... Now, I mean, now Harry wants to go to Africa and do a documentary, possibly without Megan, which makes sense because they have two small children. It's not a place to bring the kids. And I think it's really good for Harry to do that. I'm not going to dog him on that. I'm not going to diss him on that because I think that he's good at that. He's good at bringing awareness. But because of what's been going on in the toxic environment, will it be successful because they fucked up? And I'll be frank. I, you know, would I be supporting Harry's charity again? Possibly not with Harry on the board. But if Harry's taken off board, of course I would support. But that's how I feel because it's my money. Because Harry, even back then, I said to the charity, I said, I never joined the charity because of Harry. I knew about it because of Harry, because I knew Harry personally. I'm not claiming best friends or anything. I just knew him because of mutual people we hung out with uh, in 2004. So naturally, of course, I got to hang out with him. Lovely person then. But I never joined the charity because of Harry. I joined because of what the charity, the charity represented. But if, you know, but the reality is, because of all the toxic environment, I'm sure patrons are going. Doesn't matter this charity or any charity they're affiliated with. They're wondering, are they going? What are they going to do with the money? Or are they a bad brand representative? So that's the whole thing. I'm sure people are thinking that now. And so, my advice for Harry and Meghan is honestly. They need to stop blaming everyone else and start blaming themselves for what they have done. And once they do that and they make a, a public apology saying, yeah, we did mess up. You know, we're, we should have done better. And I think people would flog them a little more with brands. But right now it's, you know, you give them $18 million or how much this Spotify gave, you know, that's a lot of money. And, you know, majority of people don't make money off a podcast. I don't. I do mine for free. I wish I was making money off of it, to be honest, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, so anyways, my lovelies, I hope you have a lovely day until next time. And hopefully Harry Meghan News was kind of simmered down. Final thought is, you know, with Harry suing media, do you know that media is really mocking Harry and Meghan right now? They're not really on their side. They're saying, well, here's some positive, but we're going to mock them because what Harry's done. Uh, my thoughts about, and people have contacted me, what's your thought about Harry and the the uh, lawsuit with the media. Hey, look, I understand why he's doing it. It's a little too little too late situation. And honestly, I don't think he should be compensated. If anything, I think I read 500 bucks or 500 pounds or whatever. I mean, if anything. But I think this court case was allegedly a waste of time. And I think that the bill for the lawyer should be made public because he paid for all that out of his pocket. That was not taxpayers' money. And if it was, oh my gosh, you know what? People would be very upset and say, get rid of the title. Because title is a privilege, like the Queen said, it is a privilege. They don't, and honestly, I don't think they deserve to keep the title. And it's harsh, salty. You're probably saying, no, lots of people agree. A title is earned. 
it's a privilege. You have to use it the right way. Yeah, fuck up, it's gone. And I, I wish King Charles, I know he loves his son, but there's a point, maybe Parliament will step in and say, hey, you know, off with the title. He doesn't deserve it. He's bringing such bad PR, but he's ruining the monarchy. So they need to start cleaning up their act. Should we just call Harry Prince Harry? Should we just call him Harold? Or should we call him Harry without the title? He's in America. According to our constitution, I don't think we are allowing people to use their status as royals. Is that correct? All right, my lovies. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.